Oh shit, are you serious? <laughs> Good morning, Brooklyn. Just kidding, I'm in Houston, Texas, but I've always wanted to kind of say that. <laughs> Is that even how they say it on the radio? Good morning, Boston. It's a sunny day. It's a 110 degrees in motherfucking Houston. And I am bringing you a solo, dolo, mini episode today. And here it is. You're probably wondering why is this episode so short? It's like 11 minutes long, 12 minutes long. I have been, I've always been a writer. Let's just start it with this. I've always been a writer way before I was ever, actually, that's a fucking lie. I've always been a writer and a talker. I've always talked a lot, but I've loved writing. I've always been the kid who had the journals and the diaries. And I started blogging like when I was 12. Y'all guys remember Exanga? Tell me someone remembers Exanga. I had an Exanga account. I had a blogger. I had a blog spot. I had a Tumblr. Shout out to all the fucking Tumblr kids listening. Tumblr was a wild west. (laughs) I am so glad that's not a thing anymore because the things I saw and the people I talked to at that age, I don't know if it was the safest thing. However, I was in my feels 24-7 and I've carried that writing into my life now through my newsletter. Some of you may be familiar with my newsletter. It's called Earn After Reading. I started this newsletter last year, actually, the beginning of last year in 2022, and it started as a marketing tool for my business. I had this newsletter, and I sent it out every week, and it was really a way for me to connect with my brand and the people that followed my brand. And it started with, you know, just small snippets of entrepreneurial based kind of nuggets of wisdom plugged in with things going on in my business, sales, stuff like that. And over time, it slowly transformed into a weekly story. And not just any story, but it's been stories of real instances in my life where I'm learned a lesson about self-development or betterment or entrepreneurship and just really the harsh, gritty truths and realities of life, but in a funny tone, similar to ironically serious. And what I love about this is it's a much more short form storytelling than I do on the podcast. On the podcast, I can expand a story for 10 minutes. My newsletter is, you know, a quick five to eight minute read, depending on how fast of a reader you are. It's a hit. It's always been a hit. If you love reading, you should definitely subscribe to the newsletter. I send it out weekly. And as of now, I have been really just this week recording the newsletter. So you can now listen to the newsletter. And it's really fun because it's just a short 10 minute listen on your drive to work while you're on the treadmill, maybe in the sauna, maybe while you're just hashing out some, you know, easy tasks for the day. And I wanted to share it on the podcast as a little mini episode because while it's a funny story and while it's a different type of storytelling, there's some truths in there that I think we all need to hear. As you all know, I'm the woman of truths. I'm the woman of giving you the little nuggets of wisdom that you need to carry you through your week and your weekend. So I'm going to start sharing these little mini episodes. And today I want you to listen to this first edition of our voiceover of Earn After Reading meatloaf diaries. If you want to subscribe to the newsletter, you can look in the description below. I have it linked there. It's on Substack. It's free. You do not have to pay. You just need to subscribe either on Substack or on my newsletter, and you'll get this little nugget of wisdom dropped into your inbox every week. 
as always, I love you guys. Enjoy this mini episode and happy Friday. Edition number 60 of Earn After Reading. I've been whipping in the kitchen. No, like I've literally been cooking in the kitchen. If you know me, you know this is huge. I can just envision my mother reading this or listening to this right now and saying, about time you showed up in the kitchen. Despite being raised by a mother who always cooked when I was younger and by a grandmother who is the ultimate hostess with the mostest, let's just say the cooking quality was not in the cards of genes that I was dealt. I got the art gene, I got the magnetic eye contact gene, and I definitely got the big ass feet gene, size 10 to be frank, but me and cooking never stood a chance. I preface this by saying I can cook. It's not that I'm a disaster in the kitchen. In fact, last year, I cooked an entire Thanksgiving meal for my family of 16, and it was worthy of an award. Thanks to Half-Baked Harvest for the full Thanksgiving recipe spread. We love her. Swear to God, ask anyone who was there. We had the fresh turkey, which who knew it takes literally days to prep and cook a turkey, but I do now. We had the homemade gravy from the turkey drippings. We had the sides, the fresh rolls, the desserts, you name it. I made it. Mama can cook, but mama doesn't want to cook. There are about 1,789,207 things I'd rather be doing than cooking in a kitchen. Cleaning? I'm on it. Baking, hand me the pan. Folding laundry, done. But cooking, hard to pass. However, I'm a woman of execution. I get shit done. I always have and I always will. And I have this innate problem in me. Call it a problem or call it the work ethic of a damn donkey, but I constantly need to do. And that doing in the past four years or so has looked like serving my family. Call me a homemaker or whatever label you want to throw on it, but I found this special calling within myself to make my family feel good at home. I work hard as fuck in my business, even lately amidst my career crisis, but I've always made an effort to keep our home a place to feel whole and rested, which for me means keeping it clean, organized, stocked, and the ambiance at 100 at all times. I'll be honest, I know one of my faults as a parent is absolutely imposing my own cynical OCD behaviors on my children, and I'm working on that. But I also want my kids to value the importance of keeping their space not just livable, but lovable. I've always thought to myself, like, how can someone feel calm and peace if their home is chaos? So I'm a chaos container. I contain the chaos so it's not so permeable. Thank God for me, I shacked up with a man who is an excellent cook and grill master, Because of him, cooking has not been something on my chaos container list forever. You could give him six ingredients and he could probably cook something better and tastier than you ever have in your life. It's one of his special gifts and I swear God put us together because he knew that cooking was not for me until now. Side note, I asked my man if he would cook for me one day when the kids aren't home with just an apron on, if you know what I mean. I can't say he was down for it. In all honesty, he never even wears an apron, let alone a shirt when he's at home. But I'm keeping my hopes up that when the kids are grown, this will be a weekly occurrence. 
You see this excellent, sexy man who loves to cook has more recently in the past several months had to work longer and harder than he has in a while. He works his tail off in the aviation industry, sometimes 60 plus hours a week. As you can imagine, he's just tired. And the little time he has, I push him to use it for bettering himself and or our family, i.e. running, showing up for the kids' activities, working out, spending time with family, etc. The last thing he has time for recently has been cooking a meal. And as you all know, I have been in an absolute clusterfuck of a rut and still am, which has freed up my time a little bit more recently. Additional side note, I swear it's a blessing from the universe because for the first time in a long time, I'm not so swallowed up by my own business and work that I actually have the mental capacity to show up for my children fully and be the best soccer mom I could ever be, dinner included. I pushed off cooking for as long as I could. Trust me, our DoorDash bill would confirm that until finally I said, I'm tired of spending hundreds of dollars on DoorDash a week. I'm tired of not eating home-cooked food and my man is just tired, period. So what's the solution? Oh, me. I'm the solution. (laughs) And how the tables have turned. Taylor Torres has been cooking mother effing dinner. And not just your average lemon chicken, shout out Deborah Barone, but damn good dinners. I now spend more time scouring recipes on Google than I do scrolling on Instagram which also means spending more time than ever cleaning, buying spices, and organizing our pantry for the cookable ingredients. My family has been enjoying everything from slow-cooked spicy ribs to homemade meatloaf. That one could have been better, to be honest. Ramen and my children's top favorite spaghetti and meatballs with nearly every side in between. To top it off, I bake these famous chocolate chip cookies that our friends and family will scarf down in 2.5 seconds. I even send a bag home to my bonus daughter's bio mom on her weekend. You know what I mean? In secrecy, I will not share what this recipe is, although I will admit it is a recipe you can find on a bag in the baking aisle at your local grocery store. Have fun with that scavenger hunt. But with all this cooking, I'll be honest, being a full-time mom And running a full-time business that brings an income is a lot. Between taking and picking up both kids to school, which is an hour and a half each way, laundry and cooking, cleaning, sports activities, homework, podcasting, writing, running my business, showing up on social media, taking time for myself, working out five times a week, and somehow still managing to have free time to live life, your girl is tired. After everything is said and done, the clothes for tomorrow are folded and put away, our floors are swept and vacuumed, the dog was walked, I worked for the day, and the meticulous meatballs are placed in front of my kids with their olive oil and bruschetta. Extra, I know. I have this overwhelming urge to just look at everyone and say, hello, where is my thank you? It's not to say my family isn't appreciative, because they are, and I feel loved and supported beyond measure, but I'm human. And I'm a woman with a million emotions. And ultimately, we are all a little selfish. Blame it on therapy, but I have enough self-awareness to know. This is me feeling a little undervalued. I can recognize it, but I can't help but want to be thanked. I honestly want to ask sometimes, do you guys know how much time I've spent making our home a place you want to go home to? Do you know how much time I could have spent on literally anything else? But instead, I spend it to make you guys feel comfortable. But I don't ask that because at the end of the day, it's not just my duty, it's my privilege. 
It's my privilege to have a big, beautiful house to clean. It's my privilege to have two healthy children to tend to. It's my privilege to have a man who works hard and still loves me and my children fully. It is my privilege to be at home every day and get to work on my business and take care of my home on my own schedule. It's literally my privilege to do any and all of it. So as I reluctantly sat to cut these 30-plus little golden Yukon potatoes for a roasted side while my children played outside, I couldn't help but realize three things amongst all of this. Firstly, I'm tired. But this is life. We're all tired. And newsflash, it doesn't get less busy. You may have seasons that are easier, but this is life. If you want the family and the house and the dream job and the dog and you want to travel and you want to be fit and you want to be happy and you want to make money, it will cost you. It will cost you your time, your energy, and sometimes your sanity, but damn, it is worth it. Secondly, you aren't stuck with the cards you were dealt or in my case, the genes you were dealt. You want to be a cook? Pick up a cookbook. You want to be a runner? Start with a walk. You want to become the next expert on said thing? Start doing the research. Anything and everything is available to you, but you have to actually do the thing if you want the quality. Athletes don't become athletic overnight. Artists don't become creative overnight. Business owners don't just wake up successful. It's a process. The sooner you can be comfortable with becoming a student, the closer you will get to the qualities you want. And thirdly, our hard work doesn't deserve a thank you. If you're doing the hard work because you want a thank you, take a hike, sis. In business, in life, in your career, in motherhood, you can work your ass off. And sometimes you'll feel the value and worth you're outputting, but other times, The value is in the payoff. The thank yous will come later. For me, it's comforting knowing the thank yous will come one day when my children are grown, maybe with children of their own, and they can look back at the life I was able to provide for them. The thank yous will come when my man and I have put in the work long enough to look back and take pride in what we've built, no matter how hard it was to achieve. The thank yous even to myself will come when I wake up next month, next year, or next decade, when I can look back at these moments in my life and realize the work I put in wasn't for nothing. The Yukon potatoes weren't for nothing. It's all part of the bigger picture. It's all part of the plan. It's all necessary for this journey of refinement, discovering every version of ourselves and seeing how we've made our mark on the world whether it's a podcast episode that could reach millions or the spaghetti and meatballs that reach just a few at our table, every moment of work is worth it. So cheers to the meatloaf for making me into every ounce of the woman I was always meant to be. So show yourself some love today. You've earned it. As always, Taylor Torres. Taylor Torres. 